electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Bit of an echo of yesterday, only this time it's PPI that comes in light, down half a point. Year on year up 2.7. Jobless claims also a little higher than expected. Our roadmap begins with the continued signs of cooling inflation. Wholesale prices notching their biggest drop in three years, while Mary Daly says the Fed still has more work to do. Plus, Amazon CEO warning of short-term headwinds for its AWS business, but says he remains confident that he can get company costs under control. And Apple continues that pivot out of China, at least when it comes to manufacturing. It is boosting its manufacturing investments in India and Thailand. Let's begin with the market reaction to this morning's PPI data. As we mentioned, Jim, up 2-7 year-on-year. We all remember that 11 handle uh, not too long ago. Right. The trajectory is so positive. The rhetoric is so bad. Uh, It's almost as if the Fed people are saying, look, we're not seeing the numbers we want. And then you say to yourself, okay, so do you think that you can literally go from plus 11 to minus 2? Why don't you be a little realistic and take a look at at the trajectory and say, you know, we got to wait. The trajectory is going our way. And, David, one of the things that I've seen, the dogmatic nature of the Fed uh, is very opposite of what I would have said they were when they were a little more data determined. I think they feel like they got burned on being data determined. And instead, they just have to have a hard line. When did they get burned? When they didn't move quickly enough to raise rates, you mean, well, in terms of being data dependent? Up, you know, that early, that winter spike up where if February is very strong. Right. If February surprised them, and they, I don't know why. I mean, the long rates went down. The mortgage rates were good. I mean, jobs were pretty plentiful. But I think that February made them feel like, you know what, we're going to have to change the way we look at things. We're going to have to say that things are strong until they're not. Uh, because we looked foolish and we looked uh, less determined than we should have been in February. So, I mean, you, you're stuck with this fighting last war uh, dogmatism, and it could hurt the, uh, the economy and the stock market. Okay. Although you were getting more uh, positive on the market a little bit. Yeah, I thought earlier I, I, this week. Well, I'm no, just, I mean, I, I am positive on the market simply because I like the setup. Okay. We gotta, we're going into earnings and... You know, everyone's kind of just said, listen, earnings periods. Still be. I mean, I was what, listening to this morning, to Frank Holland this morning, uh, and Gene Sanchez was on. And, you know, it's just like, okay, earnings will be down 5 to 7%. No, no. Oh, okay, so where did that come from? Where are they going to be down 5 to 7%? I mean, I, here, I got this. Right, your point is I, I don't have any down 5 to 7%. That half the S&P is potentially a bargain. Yes. And I just find that we don't want to get caught up too much in what Mary Daly's saying. Was she San Francisco Fed? So she had her eye. She had her eye on the prize, right? Now she, which one did she scrutinize? Was she was on Silicon Valley Bank, or was she on Federal? Was she on First Republic? I mean, where did she? Which one did she drill down on? The Mint, 
You know, they got a mint out there. It's, the coins, I mean, they are so consistent, the coins. The San Francisco I met Fed the guy who does the mint coins. In terms of I mean, the, the quarter looks risk. like the quarter every time. They can put out quarters from now to the cows come home, and they all look the same. All right. So maybe she's got some uh, game. All right, you're, you're gone out there now, but come back right. to rates. So what, 25 basis points is going to scare you if we get another 25, or you feel as though well, what? I, I, look, I wouldn't be crazy about 25 because I don't want to see uh, banks. We, here's what we've seen. Michael Simple says good piece for me. JP Morgan about it. We, we think most of the problems are concentrated in where they invest in the curve and then deposit flight. Well, what happens if we add on this layer of loan loss? What happens if we get loan loss? Well, then I think what happens is you say they raised into some serious loan loss, and that's just not prudent. I mean, you have Atlanta Fed up you know, raising its GDP from, from seven days ago. Substantial raise. Rigors, kind of thing we're used to. Rigor. Rigor matters. I'm not rigor mortis. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I, gave, I, gave a, I gave a tortoise to the uh, Wildlife Foundation. I remember. I think Quad. I might have met that, yeah, that particular Yeah, and what we didn't know was a boy, it turned out to be a girl, whatever. Uh, but it, she was paired with um, rigor and mortis were the two turtles. And I'm beginning to two, two tortoises. I don't want Mary Daly to be rigor, and I don't want... Uh, as, uh, Mester, Mer- I know where yeah, you're going. Yeah, you know who I'm going yeah, about. I, I don't want Mester to be roar, uh, more, you know, rigor and mortis. We don't want rigor and mortis in the Fed, okay? We want spry. Well, well so, we got rigor and mortis building. Yeah, the minutes were interesting, uh, mostly the fact that the staff, not the officials, but the staff, sees recession later this year with a recovery over the next couple of years. And then there was daily uh, some discussion about whether her commentary had softened a bit. She did say that more hikes may not be needed. Uh, to fight inflation, but take a listen. While the full impact of all this tightening we've done, which has been pretty rapid, is still making its way through the economy and the system, the strength of the economy and the elevated readings on inflation suggest that there is more work to do. That urgency must be coupled with an awareness of the uncertainties we are facing and the risks that those uncertainties pose to the economy. So looking ahead, There are good reasons to think that policy may have to tighten more to bring inflation down. But there are also good reasons to think that the economy may continue to slow, even without additional policy adjustments. So then two things happened after that. Uh, Goldman removed their call for a June hike. Yes, that was very important. And then then you had Larry Fink saying, all right, yeah, inflation is coming down, but I don't see us getting below four. Right, sticky and four percent. Okay, so you're you're Mary Daly. And... uh, a few minutes after, let's say hours after, the producer price index came in and it f- fell in March by the most since the start of the pandemic. Does, should that ch- what I'm betting is that that does not change her rhetoric, is what I'm saying, that that number does not get involved in her calculus. Meanwhile, we had a senator here, senator from Massachusetts, Elizabeth Warren. And what did she say? She said that there'd be some people who should be investigated and fired and that what we really should care about is the Federal Reserve actually doing a little regulation. And I'm not going to let someone come on and obfuscate about whether or not to tighten when we don't have an analysis of what went wrong. And we don't have any sort of certainty that if we get bad loans, we're not going to have more problems. Why aren't they talking about that? What is the matter with factoring in the possibility of some bad loans? Nothing. I mean, right. I think the fact is that many of the banks uh, are well reserved for taking those charges. 
But when you hear tomorrow that there are okay. bad, bad loans, you're going to say, wait a second, are they reserved enough? Well, and, that, you know, there you, will be a question. I'm, listen, the big it's going to be a very, uh, when it comes to earnings, the big banks you're looking at there, we, we expect many of them took in deposits well, during they, that tumult of uh, not well. Of Wells early took in some. JP to Morgan took in big. Bank JP of America Morgan not took clear. In big, not clear. But we think they took more than they. they yeah, didn't but lose. they're hopeful maturity is not no, exactly. The real perfect. question will become more for the regional well, and the smaller banks, great. Jim, that are paying more for the deposits they still have, and that even though they're able to lend at a bit of a higher rate, there may not be as much demand given how high rates are or what they're willing to I, offer. I think that's true. And but so the profitability for many of those banks is going to be impinged. But we know that, and that's why many of them have traded off, not because we think they're going to go into receivership, but right. simply because their profitability over the next year or two is going to be hampered. Um, well, but that then, seems pretty clear. Okay, then again, I mean, shouldn't that be figured in your calculus? Now, look, you can do it on one hand on the other. I mean, we've seen that or no, we have one on the other. But that, that's, that's Mary Daly. It's a very important person. No, it's, and, I, and I don't hear any of the things that we would talk about. You know, by the way, let me just like... If we do have if, a recession, by the way, then you're going to have more uh, charge off. Now, see, there's right now, we're much more focused on commercial real estate loans and things of that nature. Which but, some people, very good people, and are And they're large. Uh, some of them are fairly... But, you know, there's a belief that reserves are, are decent and that it's going to be over time and that there's equity that conceivably will replace the reduced value of the loans right. and you'll get some restructuring. It's not seen as an immediate danger. No, it's not. But, you, but I think all of us know that if you have... In the government, if you have staff, which is dedicated to this concept, <laughs> and they're in disagreement with the people who the staff reports to, what that says is dogma as opposed to flexibility. And dogma is 2006, okay? Now, I don't think it's going to be anything like 2006 because all the banks had problems. But I do say that you ought to inc- incorporate, say, look, look I'm, I'm concerned. Fortunately, the staff has a very good outlook on it. The people who are staff, I presume, are not, you know, that's not Mo, Larry, and Curly. No, but to your point, they don't have to get up there and have their name attached to a speech. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, I would have liked Mary Daly to start the speech by saying, can I please tell you what went wrong at Silicon Valley Bank? And it's not going to happen at First Republic because they don't have the number of loans uh, to pre-IPO. And we've got other banks that were looking. What? Oh, I, I, what? Because I'm, like, stuck with this factual analysis? I mean, her what? point is, you're, we're doing, they're doing their internal review. You're going to hear more in May. That's what, that's what she basically yeah, said. Yeah, you know what they're doing? No think in May and go away. I, I, look, I demand this. We should demand it as people. We've had a huge number of layoffs and a huge number of failures because someone didn't do the job. Now, David, you know, look, if, have you ever not done your job and gotten fired? Thankfully, no. Right, because you did your job. But if you hadn't done your job, there could be. <laughs> Thanks for that. Oh, I got another word for it. I, got, I just came up with it. It's just, it just hit me. I yeah. mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Consequences. 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 I hear you. Uh, we'll continue to ask the question as to whether there was enough oversight from the San Francisco Fed. Of oh, they were drilling down. And why they didn't act sooner to make them rein in the interest rate risk that they were taking. They clearly were not aware at SVB of how quickly their deposits could flee or right. the fact that they were not nearly as sticky as they perhaps had thought. But it's a difficult thing. You would have asked the Fed, to, all right, the Fed in, then is also going to have to predict the march of interest rates at that point. So you're going to be in danger at what? In April of next year. Well, I just think you have this. I think there's a, a pass that's being given that most of us would not give a pass. That's all. Look, I'm not saying she should resign. I'm saying Senator Warren said she should 
the equivalent of resigning. And you don't disagree. <laughs> well, Senator, look, this is another thing. Why I've got that consequence. I, I'm going to give him another one. This is a real heads up. There's 100 senators, okay? Oh, look, not like 107, 86, or 100 senators. One of them sat there. Now, she's a very smart woman, okay, Senator Warren? When was Senator this Warren was, here? Uh, while you were uh, oh, on I missed here. Senator Warren. Oh, yeah. It was, I'm sorry. It was, the, it was the month of March. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so get, <laughs> that was probably. Now, see, that was incendiary. She was here, and she basically said, like, we, I wanted to talk to her about Fed policy and where they should go. But she didn't want to go there. Why? Because she wanted to know what happened. I wanted to tell her. I, she I sounded wanted, like Roy Cohn. I didn't I want some sort of that. investigation. No. She's a serious individual, I, I'm and she well wanted aware. to know what happened. I'm well aware. And she was not thinking about how great the quarters are. I, I once was on a, I, I was on the subway with a guy going to the game. The guy said they make the quarters better than anybody. <laughs> well, they do. I don't think he meant make the quarter like how they do that quarter. I think meant like the physical quarter. Because how they did that quarter was awful. And I'm, look, I'm just saying that when you come up and she comes up and she says, well, I, I don't have any faith in her analysis because if she, you know, maybe she's done the work in, of her district now and feels more confident. But I want her to say, we need to find out what went wrong. And then I give her a pass. Yeah. No more pass. Yeah. No, I think your, her credibility in your view is taking a hit. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you. I mean, look, I mean, you have you'll have you'll have set you'll have people in uh, in the NBA. OK. And they will say, you know, we didn't make the playoffs and we screwed up. But not in this world, because the NBA is real money and these people are only just millions of jobs. Okay. Sorry. All right. Sorry that All right. I am I actually thinking about this and no, not I, happy with someone yes. coming on our air. We're aware. We take the tape and she's got on the sure. one and the other. Sure. And sure. The, nothing about the fact that the banking crisis was in her district. Understood. Meantime, we're going to start to turn our attention to retail sales tomorrow and to Amazon today. Andy Jassy with his annual letter to shareholders. And in it, he commits to cost cutting and tech investments following what he calls one of the harder macroeconomic years in recent memory. As for AWS, Jassy writes the cloud unit faces some short term headwinds as companies are being more cautious on spending. Here's what he told our Andrew Ross Sorkin a few moments ago about the future for the company. I'm very optimistic about what lies ahead for Amazon, and I think there are a lot of reasons for it. I'd start with just a couple data points. If you, if you look at our, our two largest businesses, if you look in our stores business, which is our retail business, we still only have, even though it's a, about a $434 billion business, we still only have about 1% of the worldwide market segment share in, in retail, and 80% of it still lives in physical stores. And if you look in our AWS business, which is a, about an $85 billion revenue run rate business, about 90% of that global IT spend is still on-premises, not in the cloud. So if you believe that those equations are going to flip over time, which we do and we're seeing, we have a lot more growth in front of us. That's been a common refrain from Amazon, both about the growth potential and also uh, antitrust, right? We're, right? we're small potatoes. And they've got artificial intelligence and they have Alexa, they praise. That only was, I lose about 8 billion. 8 billion is not much. Dirksen probably thought that was not a member, Senator Dirksen. I'll tell you, it, he said something really interesting. He said that long-term stocks are a voting machine and short-term they're a weighing machine. No, oh. other way around. That's leading up to my joke. I'm sorry. Are you okay, making because, a joke? It's a, see, I was I'm trying to do a little like. I uh, kind of figured Lenny you knew Bruce. that. Ladies and gentlemen, Lenny Bruce. Here we go. July, tw- July 12th of 2021, the stock's at 185. 
and now it's at 97. So what kind of time frame is the weighing machine? Want to go back to like Wilkie? It's long. Remember when with Wilkie? Listen, uh, Buffett, of course, is, uh, says that all the time. And yesterday well, he was talking about things that happened it, in the 60s, in well, the uh, 70s, in well, the 90s. So okay. go back 20 years. Look, I like Jazz. Go back 20 years. I, I it's think been Jesse's an incredible great, generator of, of wealth creation. Incredible if you've owned the stock. Come on. Yankee, now, that said, were that is quite a turnaround there over this last couple of years yep. after the pandemic right. highs. But you're still talking about a return that's well above what the S&P had. What, what's wrong? How do you, what, why are you taking this so hard? Why am I taking it so hard? Because my travel trust is getting crushed in it. Maybe that's, I don't know. How about the fact that they hired hundreds of thousands of people and now they're shifting. They talked about food. Food's very expensive. Walmart Plus, is, I think, can crush them on food in terms of delivery. Uh, they're talking about health care. Uh, I don't know. That was one day I went and it had health care at the top. And now it just has seven kinds of coffee because I went and bought some coffee. Uh, Alexa's listening in to me and she's she's sending me things about sneakers because I said I need a new pair of sneakers. I want to know when the results are coming in here. Because I think it's perfectly re- realistic to say, OK, you're going to move into, mel- into health care. And that's great. But so are Amazon. And so are, uh, I mean, so are so is, uh, CVS. Right. So is Walgreens. OK. They're, they're moving into healthcare. I hear you. They spend $8 billion a year or more on, on media. I'm or not more, quite or sure what, or more. Or more on, I like that. I'm not but sure they, what they get out of it. Or well, whether they, they the need NFL. it to keep their the subscribers NFL. sticky. Look, I just think that, I remember, I, I'm prefacing this, but I think Jassy's great. But I do want, I want the year of efficiency. You make, yeah. you make you me want. remember yesterday when Becky Quick, after Buffett answered that question about Paramount, which sounded like he had no idea why they owned it or well, why that, they that wanted was, to own it. That was quizzical. And she said, why do you? I, I have to ask you the same thing. Why do you want to own this thing? Hey, his Just give me all the reasons his why His record not. is his record. How about that? Meaningless concept that I hear all the time. Just from, sell from it. Losing coaches. I did, what did I do with Boeing? I don't know. I met someone from Boeing the other day. He said, you know, you trust sell it. I said, yeah, well, I couldn't take the pain anymore if you tell me. I can't believe you're still in that loser. Now, I'm not saying that Andy Jassy should say I'm in a loser, because he's not. I'm just saying that there's a man, his name is Mark Zuckerberg, okay? And he's calling for the year efficiency, and I think that Amazon ought to be, like, studying him chapter and verse, okay? Amazon should study Zuckerberg. Yeah, I mean, they've cut 27,000. You want multiples of that. Well, I, want what Zuck- I want what Zuckerberg gave it. I, yeah, look, we Zuckerberg. really have to go. I'm being told we have to go, and I'm not going. You, you know why a, I'm not going? You spent a lot because- of time on Mary Daly. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah, I might yeah. give you a daily analysis of Mary <laughs> if you're not good. careful. You're going to beat me with a lamb shank again? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to some of the other movers today. Delta's a big story as well. Coming off of the American update yesterday, we'll get to Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, Baba, a bunch of Apple news this morning. As futures are hanging in there, uh, coming off of that light touch on PPI. Don't go away. You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt, or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back. We'll get an opening bell for you in a few minutes. Uh, let's get to a mad dash, of course. We want to talk a little Merck. Yeah, uh, Dr. Andrew Baum, who's the uh, fellow who covers Merck for City, has a very cogent piece today talking about why Merck has been going up and why it continues going up. They've got a new uh, franchise in hematology. Obviously, key shooters, the major cancer drug. You know how well they did, actually, in, in a very important uh, drug for COVID. Yes. But this has been the winner. And people, this is very unheard Now, there was a time when a company like Merck would have a move like this, and we would just sit here and talk about Merck. Merck does not promote. That's been their, stat, their strategy for from time and right. But, this piece tells you about a hematology franchise, not just a cancer franchise, that I find to be very exciting. You know yourself that Merck is working on a lot more than just Keytruda, and that Keytruda may not lose its exclusivity so quickly in 2029. I think we have to be thinking when this stock pulls back is a very good place to be if you believe that the uh, GDP is going to fall. Did not do particularly well in 21 and had a breakout year last year, of yes. course, uh, very different than the broader market. What do you think of relatively still new CEO, uh, very, Davis? Very strong, very strong. And one of the things I really like, David, is, is that, and they don't talk about this enough, I remember when my mom died of cancer, and I remember when the doctor said, well, you know, I can't cure your mom. God, you remember this stuff like I can't believe it's yesterday. And I would say, okay, well, how about maintenance? Let's just maintain my mom. And he said, no, you see, your mom's going to die soon. That's what I mean when I can't cure your mom. The discussion's not like that anymore. It's, you know, I can't cure your mom, but you know what? We can maintain. This is an amazing time in America and in the world. And Merck is behind a lot of that. And I think people are, Merck won't say it, I will. When you get that non-death sentence, that's a new way that we communicate. In this Key true to a very that's important a drug, uh, and obviously, and then Bristol Myers has its set of yes, anti-cancer well drugs as well. All right, we're going to keep an eye on Merck and a whole lot of other names as well when we get an opening bell just a few minutes from now. What's on the horizon for financial markets at PGM? It's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. One of the numbers that made a splash yesterday were these Q1 revenue figures out of LBMH, Jim, uh, 17% street looking for nine. A lot of this is centered around growth in China. I, I want to say it's centered around Bernard Arnault, who knew to have the product for China because he is the visionary in that category. Now, for Bishop Freda, I believe, my chapel trust owns Estee Lauder, you're going to see very similar situation with Estee Lauder. They are selling. I think they have the right product in China. But, David, I often talk about Bernard Arnault because he doesn't get credit for being 
may be the greatest merchant of our time. Uh, he's certainly the richest merchant of our time. There's no doubt about that. Alternates between one and three on the wealthiest people in the world. I just wish he'd reopen the 21 Club and miss oh, it. I always camera. liked it. He owns it. It sits there. They even took away all the jockey guy. You know, they took them all away. It's just so sad. He's a remarkable man. Um, it's about taste at a certain level. Now, by the way, Gary Friedman in his incredibly downbeat which I've been going back for them with a kind of just say, listen, you're better than that. He often talks about that man being the man of taste, that man who understands what people want. I think that's right. Bernard Arnault is probably the smartest person on earth about knowing what people who have money want. Which we're going to get to that in a second here. Get the opening bell. Right around 4,100 again. Take a look at the big board. Uh, it's FS Investments here today, celebrating the recent listing of FS Credit Opportunities Corp at the NASDAQ CBL International Marine Fuel Logistics Company. Jim, uh, yesterday, speaking of RH, so Goldman has this list of 25 earnings trade ideas. Uh, on the upside, it's AutoZone, Macy's, Bank of New York Mellon, oh, Deer. Yes, yes. Downside, Macy's too. Downside, Airbnb, RH. Okay and Western Ditch. I really disagree with them on Airbnb. Brian Chesky's been on several times. I think the numbers are going to surprise the upside. RH is very difficult because when the CEO is so downbeat, you tend to be downbeat. Uh, Bank of New York, man, uh, that's neither here nor there. If that would have an upside surprise, it would be news to them. You'd have to wake them up. I think to see the Sarepta might be Clonopin. I don't know what's keeping them so sleepy, but you split the drug in half, just cut it in half. You can do that. You can use a pill cutter. Uh, but uh, R- RH, I mean, honestly, RH. You carry one around with you? I think you yeah, yeah, but, yeah, the only one necessary. But RH was, I, mean, I, I went to RH. Now, the only problem with RH is that you need to have a big enough house, uh, like maybe the White House could handle the size of, of RH, or any one of those Palm Beach places that are, that are that many people, David, you know, they do six months in a day because, you see, they're so they rich do. that they, they do. can't pay that, ap- that no, incremental. No, they can't pay By that way, New York I'm City tax. Lamont completely dodging me. I Yesterday. said, well, yeah, how do you, taxes, yeah, the taxes, UConn won. Yeah. Were you here? I was here for that, oh, okay. yes. I didn't miss that. I was standing, I was sitting Lamont right was here. Really, I know government for many, many years, and it was really unbelievable why he didn't even attempt no. to deflect. No. He just said, hey, like, I'm no. here to talk UConn basketball. Yeah. Well, you, why are you trying to be serious? Don't you understand? <laughs> I'm not here to be serious. He didn't serious. know that he was on a I business like news program. I was asking what Netflix is going to do. It's like it's going to have a good quarter going to have a good quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I have no idea. I should, why did I say that? I don't know, because I you just, say that a lot of times. Yeah, I do. I just say whatever you say. I just repeat yeah. it. No. Uh, actually, Netflix, Netflix is interesting to focus on because it is up 3%. Uh, guys, uh, we are going to hear from the company next week. We did have that. Yesterday, we got that streaming announcement from Warner Brothers Discovery, much of which had already been, I think, known to a certain extent prior to that. Really, the, the real focus... Um, yeah, streaming, but the real focus for these companies, I think, right now is the ad market right. and cord cutting. Uh, and whether, in fact, we're going to continue to see an acceleration in cord cutting, don't forget, I'm not talking Netflix now, I'm talking Warner Brothers Discovery, I'm talking Paramount, I'm talking Disney, I'm talking our parent company. Um, You're jive talking. There's still a lot of cash flow that comes from having linear cable networks that people pay money to watch every month. And uh, that is still a key cash flow contributor to many of these companies. So you're saying, and if cord cutting, if cord cutting is accelerating, that would be a bad thing. However, it might be a good thing for Netflix. Okay, so there was a moment 
in that otherwise at least judging from the stock incredibly disappointing Warner Brothers Discovery meeting. I was going to say maybe that's why Netflix is up. Yeah, is that- but they did say you know they that the advertising this you know, this tier of advertising is going quite well. To be fair, Warner Brothers Discovery did run up into the into the meeting, but I like I mean look if you're going to have. Uh, big population, no, the only one's free, but they, there's another population that really is willing to pay less, and they'll take it. They need to accept it. So I felt that was the clarion call to buy Netflix, not Warner Brothers. Well, you know, we'll see. There's this belief that we're saturated in this country at this point in terms of streaming services, but yeah. obviously Netflix growth, to the extent they have it, does take place overseas. Are we saturated with good content, or are we just saturated? Well, I, I mean, I think one argument yesterday was the, the heavy reliance on franchises, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, uh, Penguin, that there's no room. There's no room in the consumer's mind to absorb new ideas. Okay, so I come home at, at night and my wife has got Apple Plus on. And I think it's because she didn't turn it off from last night. No, no, it's a lot of it's made by Warner Brothers. But I mean, there's just content in places where she's laughing her head off at Ted Lasso. I come in, I've had a really hard day. Okay, my day was miserable. I walk in, and she's like, <laughs> and I'm like "What the hell? What's so damn great?" <laughs> Ted Lasso. Although your point's an interesting one, which is Warner Brothers does still make content for other platforms and sell it. Uh, but remember, look at what, shrinking. You love yes. shrinking. I think shrinking. I there and were characters so, that I yeah. love. The character. That's um, what you you want to talk about who you are. And I did love Harrison Ford when he when he goes to the play. I'm not going to give away that key piece that I just gave away. Uh, but I do think, David, I yes, do think Tim. that if you have something that is good, like mm-hmm. Night Agent, okay. Then everybody watches it in the office. This is still like this. You need good content. You do. Not just content that tastes good. No. So do you good get in content. front of Netflix next week or not? Excuse me? Do you get in front of Netflix? Yes. You do. You do? Yes. Because there's still, Goldman today reiterates the sell, I think. I, I just know. think you take it, you know, look, I don't want to be like Jassy and saying over long-term world debt, but you should on Amazon. Uh, I just think that that's completely funny. You didn't even like it. But you don't even really like anything. I guffaw. Remember I, what I said about I, my dinner table where we said everyone you hate all my jokes? I gave you a guffaw on that. I did. Yeah, okay, but Netflix, I think you don't play it for the quarter. You play it for the fact that you, when you go in and you see what's on number one in America, you watch it because you know that everyone's talking about it. It's a way, it's a, David, when you have younger kids and it's not working, I know it worked perfectly for David, there's a thing called codes of love. Codes of love, okay? Now I know this is gonna be heavily psychological for you and you probably flunked me in this class, William James, but what happens is there's ways to talk to people. And I think, and I used to, I said this to Ted, I said this to, to, Reed, to Reed Hastings, I said, you know, you have given me a way to communicate with my family. You That's what Netflix is about. Currency. They give you currency to spend currency. with your kids or and your family. I, look, this is undeniable, and it's not easy to put in an earnings per share. But the fact is that you find out what's number one or two three, or three in America, and David... That's what you, you know, you'll text your kids, what'd you think of Night No, I hear it's you. A it's a way to, to communicate. It's a way to connect. And look at that. that the stock that, continues to move higher as, we, as that, you're that, talking about something. these. That's worth something. Yes, these cultural touchstones yeah. that you're talking about. Well, first, I come on to Amazon and says, do you want to know what happened with the Lakers last night? Ask, ask Alexa. No! I'm not going to ask Alexa about the Lakers. Whatever. I got a lot of time there. Amazon shares are up despite the fact that in the letter, Mr. Jassy did point to at least, you know, headwinds is the word they use for, for AWS. AWS is, oh, by the way, I know where you're going. the most important yeah, single I, component of the company's growth, I, of course, and it's running at an $85 billion run rate. I mean, that is... 
Those are big numbers. Those are big, big numbers. Um, annualized run rate. He says still in early in its adoption curve, but at a juncture again where it's critical to stay focused on what matters most to customers. Uh, and did say again that uh, you know at least they're seeing perhaps some short-term headwinds. I knew where you were going. You were talking headwinds. So how could I not? How could I not? Ignore, in 2015, IBM bought weather company, digital assets, uh, from Bain, Blackstone, and NBC. There's three guys you want to buy from. Uh, uh, and the stock was at 140 when they did it. Said it'd be worth about, it was about $2 billion. They bought $2 billion. And, Not the weather channel, no, but everything else related no, to they it. They bought the, the right, digital the assets, right. which they were going to feed to Watson. Which well, guess what? They don't own Watson anymore. Well, so why should they own weather? Yeah, they're getting rid of weather, too. How do you like that? At half the price they paid for it. Headwinds. They had headwinds. I remember Watson. Do you remember going over there and we got the big tour? Did you beat Watson in Jeopardy? Uh, no, I didn't. But Watson was going to change healthcare. Watson, remember the whole? They were pushing Watson hard. Yeah, Watson, don't come here. IBM. I don't need you. And then, and then they just well, they've been outrun completely well, in terms of AI. They well, would yeah. argue differently. Yep. Well, I'm and, sure. Nvidia. Uh, now, by the way, it's very interesting that uh, Amazon talked about its own chips. And yet they're in the consortium with, with NVIDIA. They're doing some NVIDIA work. Look, I like it. I like Jassy. I'm giving him a hard time, not just because he's a giant fan and Saquon's not even showing up to the, to the short-term practices. But I just feel like, see that chart? That's the upside-down Amazon chart. Yeah. Um, well, I, well yeah. all right, we talk NVIDIA, we immediately think now because uh, of AI and their GPU chips, which allow for parallel processing, which are the go-to chip to yeah. generate. Do you see the regular gaming chips? One Did you listen else? to Jassy? Because uh, obviously in the I, letter he talked about the fact that when it comes to generative AI, he says he could write an entire letter about it. Right. Andrew asked him about the power of platforms such as ChatGPT and large language models. Take a listen to what he had to say. We have been using machine learning in a very right. deep way in every one of our businesses. We have our own large language models that we've been working on for uh, multiple years um, that fuel a lot of our experiences. And I think you should expect, in general, I think you should expect that um, generative AI has the chance to transform every customer experience that you know. We are using it and investing in it very deeply across all of our businesses in Amazon. And then for AWS, we're going to make sure that every right. other company can use it as well. Totally true. Has the chance totally to transform true. every customer experience you know. Because their inference and inferences NVIDIA. I mean, if you like, I bought, a, I bought coffee today, okay? I bought a, what looks to be like a very good, I bought, bought A&P8, uh, the 8 o'clock coffee that my mom used to drink. And it had seven better coffees for me. That's inference. That's, and that's Amazon and that's NVIDIA. Now, and we've and also, though, we, we're going to continue, of course, to talk about what this is going to mean for productivity. Uh, these, this generative AI, but also for job losses over time. It's going to help your productivity, help your productivity, and then it might replace your productivity. I, I've asked every CEO offline that I see, and I see far too many CEOs don't get enough lunch, and I ask everyone, what do you think about GPT? And they're like... It is, they are all thinking about it. In fact, many are already using it. Well, I had, I mean, I, I had lunch with a CEO who's using it to generate his performance reviews for his top 25 managers. Really? Yeah, he's like, all right, this person is, here, I gave- You had lunch with Zuckerberg? <laughs> he gave ChatGPT five adjectives and then it wrote the whole review for him. It's like, save me all this time. <laughs> yeah, this Firefly ChatGPT, I mean, that's what I need. Because let's say, let's say someone's off for the month of March. 
I can turn to them and the chat GP will say, interesting. Yep. Um, did you guys happen to see the generated, completely artificially generated interview between Joe Rogan and Sam um, Altman from, uh, from, AI. from AI? AI? Yeah, it was, a, was an interview that was done that was generated and then the language was, act, the voices were theirs, all AI. They never did the interview. Wow. And yet an you can, audio file. Correct. Yeah. And you can watch it. I mean, they don't have them talking. They have their right. basically Same thing their, with a, a Jay-Z song. Never sung by Jay-Z. Sounds like he recorded something new. Things like that, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they're taking all the stuff that, that uh, what's his name, Sam's ever said, and they're taking Rogan the way he talks, and they're putting it together in an interview that you actually listen to and you learn something from. It's kind of frightening. That's really frightening. That's really frightening. You know, when I was at, when I was at Harvard, hey, <laughs> drop that. Um, I was in charge of this project, the plagiarism project, where my job was to find plagiarism. It's really hard to find plagiarism. Now, everything's plagiarized. So it'd be really hard to find not some, something that's not plagiarized. It's, By the way, I found one, David. Yeah. Wow. I nailed a guy. You did. I mean, it was worse than uh, the San Francisco Fed. Did you get him expelled from the university? I'd rather not see how it worked out. Okay. <laughs> well, but you know, let's just say cap and gown. One of the use cases of, uh, of chat GPT, like uh, language models and AI, is continues to be quick service restaurants. And I yep. noticed today, Oppie reiterates a top pick McDonald's, now up 13 to 14 days, as we talked about yesterday. Uh, also, City, Catalyst Watch on Pepsi and Chipotle today. I know. Chipotle, I think, is going to have a very, very good quarter. Uh, if they bring back brisket, as I've told them, I think it'd be a monster quarter. Uh, now, McDonald's, I went to them and said, why don't you use chat GPT for that person uh, who you put, you know, when you ask that Big Mac fries, Diet Coke. Yeah. And the person says, what, uh, Diet, what, uh, Diet Coke. That, that you, you would never, that person would never have to ask a question. Right. Because it's, the person understands everything. Because it's not a person. Why, and, and, but McDonald's said they wanted the, the personal touch. So why don't you just program personal touch into the thing? And personal touch is like, do you want to catch up with that? I mean, I don't know. What's the personal touch at the, at the window? What is it? Getting your order right, getting and it right, being and trying nice. to sell you something else. Yeah. You take yeah. Inference: People who like Diet Coke tend to like. Um, I don't know. They like an egg McMuffin without cheese for 339 calories. Maybe it'll help you uh, deal with uh, customer service at airlines. We should talk Delta oh here. Oh my God! Yes. Oh yeah. I like that quarter. Uh, they do miss on the top and the bottom line, but they say we were quite pleased. Good projection. Uh, the guide for the next quarter, Jim, way above estimates. That was amazing. Uh, and, and what was interesting about it was he did not talk about business travel, which is what I know David is focused on endlessly. The first five rows. Okay, I, because of, of your, I went on a mission yesterday because of what you dictated to me. He was talking about how, how is it that every plane's full and they're not making the money? Yes. So I go to someone who actually knows more than anyone else in the world about this. And what did they say? First five rows, those people are paying the same as everybody else. In the old days, those first five rows paid what everybody else paid. So, and that's because, all right, because why? Because businesses are idiotic and not price sensitive. No, that's but why. your point is that that's no longer the case right. because those, business travel is down still yeah, they're, 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 versus they're, 19, obviously. Right, because the first five rows are taken by yahoos who actually look on booking.com about how much they're paying, whereas the old days, this is actually really good fresh fresh info. The old days, the businesses who are now getting the first meeting, meeting is on Zoom. Before they have a second meeting, the first meeting used to be, okay, I'm on first class. Well, what's the price of I don't know. 
Well, it was $8,000. And everyone else in the back was paying like $500. It's the first five rows is the secret to profit. There, if you took one thing out of this other than being hit by the lamb shank in the head, it's that. It's an interesting, uh, yeah. interesting it's point. It's an advantage of being true. Okay. Uh, I mean, I would put on top of that makes sense. Uh, uh, trans, trans-Pacific flights, transatlantic wow, flights. Wow, so how do you like that? Yeah. Numbers good? Yeah. I thought, I mean, the stock's down. It's still a puzzle as down. to why their, their uh, comment was so much more positive than Americans the day before. Well, Bastion is also just a great spokesperson for the industry. Like him very much. It, look, I, I don't. I'm a little mystified. Look, AOL. AOL. What's going to make things better? I guess is the question. If you're at capacity the, at this point, they're tra- seeing. I mean, return of business travel. So it, the, the return of the higher margin travel. Yes. Uh, we're not going to get that. You know that. Why? Because of Zoom. Yeah. Teams. I mean, tell I mean, me. We, tell we, me we, when we office Morgan memo yesterday, right? Yeah, five days a week. Yeah. You mean? I mean, yes, there will Davis be some. Davis Polk. Uh, now tying comp to your days in office. All true. I like that. I do, too. Um, and we are moving towards that, although it's still three days a week, most, most companies. Yeah, Don't kid yourself. That? Most are still three days a week. I mean, and nobody's me. ever going to push for Friday. Someone, I mean, I still ask every CEO, and that's the answer. It's, I find it unbelievable. If I, I got to three, I'm pretty good with that. I don't know that I can get to four, and I'll, I'll never get to five. I'll some Friday. of my space in a year. Right. Maybe <laughs> the uh, down 5 to 7% fabled earnings that we're going to have is because people play video games on Friday. I saw a nice upgrade take two. Grand Theft Auto. Well, that, like in the productivity morning, games in are going to be made by... Grand Theft Auto, and then they have lunch, and then the afternoon oh. is trying to sharpen up their call of duty. Chat GPT will help productivity, but meanwhile, nobody works on Friday. So. Uh, yeah, Barclays goes to 141 on take two. Uh, to your point, Jim. I know. I thought that was very interesting. Take two last quarter was disappointing by by Strasonic's own admission. So it's possible maybe they have some release that we don't know about. Speaking of games, really quick, uh, Win and LVS. We, uh, Wells ups, uh, reiterates overweight, but goes to 68 on LVS. Uh, Top pick, Win. Right, I think Win my chapter Trust owns and uh, as post boy and Formula One. We're talking about great numbers again. This is the China return to China consumer, which is going to be an amazing story. David, you have not hit in terms of consuming. How much Alibaba do we have to consume to get that stock back to where it was? Well, the stock is up. Of course, we do know SoftBank just continues to sell most of what was once the largest single position of any ownership position in the company. They do it now, doing, uh, continue to do it through forward contracts and the like. They don't necessarily have to sell, but they are likely to. There it is. That's, you know, most of it's going to be gone, uh, well, which is amazing. Uh, Masa making that decision, of course, an incredibly... One of the great investments of all time, given when they made it, but uh, they are no longer the large percentage holder they once were and are obviously moving lower and lower. You know, we have not even mentioned just in terms of headlines as people calling what stock prices that pioneer. Yesterday, Scott Sheffield, he basically put the kibosh on Exxon by saying oil goes to 90, goes to 100. I like that kind of analysis. Yeah, Sheffield was interviewed at a conference Columbia. by Helene McCroft, I think, but what did he say that they're not for sale, Pioneer? No, but if you say that oil's going to 100 from 90, then that means that Exxon's not getting that company for under $300 if they do want to be. Yeah. David, I don't know about the whole Exxon story. It was floated at 8 o'clock on Saturday morning. I was ecstatic. I was emailing uh, Jeff Marks, my partner in crime on the, t- I, 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 on the trust, and then at noon it said they might do it, and by 5 o'clock it was burning her to the street. And by the end of the day, it was like, you know, underneath the sports sector. I thought but the bigger takeaway was that Pioneer is potentially for sale as opposed to that Exxon's going to buy them. Feels, it's always for sale at the right price, David. It's, that's something I've learned about Sheffield. But what do you think of 
I like it. First time in the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's take a, look, take a look at bonds this morning in the wake of uh, PPI. Another cool number, which we've gotten last week and a half. See how Treasuries are faring. You did have the 10-year back to about 3-4. Now just south of that, Dow's up 20. Vol continues to flatline with the VIX right around 18 and a half. Two years ago, India made up about 1% of uh, iPhone production. Story on the tape today says that's gone 3x. It's going to be 7 or 7% or so, in addition to some reports that they're looking to make some MacBooks in Thailand, all part of the shift, Jim, to graduate their, their supply chain out of China. Two big stores open up in a couple weeks. There'll be lines all the way around the country for this. You want to be Long Apple ahead of that. We'll be looking for pictures of uh, Cook in India. Dow's uh, basically flat here, and S&P hanging on to 4103. Don't go away. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? Great, so about we talked about Amazon and their chart and how it doesn't matter. Well, you want charts that matter. Look at Lenar and then look at Lamb Weston. David, Lamb Weston is the biggest potato company in the country. Stuart Miller is an amazing person who is uh, following in his, son, in his father's footsteps, Leonard Miller and built one of the amazing home companies. I can't wait to speak to these guys. They are heroes. They have their stocks higher. In the long term and the short term, the market works. Wow, Lenar's highs of the year. Yeah, remember, with with rates going higher, how do you triumph like that because you're better than everybody else? I like that. See you tonight. Uh, Mad Money, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Take a break here with uh, indices pretty much close to the flat line. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.